0: i no, shit. <laughs>
1: Welcome to Corner of the Galaxy, the show that talks 100% LA Galaxy soccer. We're glad you could join us. Now it's time to sit back and relax as your hosts navigate through the twisting, turning, but never boring world of the five time MLS Cup champion, LA Galaxy. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Corner of
0: the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. I'm your host, Josh Guessman, coming to you on a Thursday, August 31st, last day of August, first day of September, starting tomorrow. LA Galaxy getting the 3-2 wacky win. I think I called 3-2. I think I said it was going to be a 3-2 game on Monday, and it was a 3-2 game. We're going to talk about that win over San Jose. Gutsy little performance by the Galaxy there. Uh, Wildly inconsistent, but hey, uh, three points is three points. LA Galaxy now looking to get three wins in a row, something they've never done under Greg Vanny. If I jinxed it, I jinxed it. Get over yourselves. Uh, The Galaxy will face Houston on Saturday, so we'll talk about that. A bunch of little things in there as well. In order to help me do all this, we're glad to have him. It's
2: Eric, the Portuguese Hammer Vieira. Eric, how's it going, bud? We're back, baby. We're we, all the way back. I always believed in this LA Galaxy team. Yeah. Never doubted, was never looking towards 2024. Right. We're all the way back. We're, we've moved from 13th place to 13th place. We're winning MLS Cup. Mark <laughs> it. Book it. We're making it happen.
0: The, the LA Galaxy, one of the hottest teams in Major League <laughs> Soccer, have not climbed out of 13th place because they were so horrible eric yes, that's so horrible incredible. That, yeah. that they've gotten they've whenever chris klein was fired the la galaxy had i think 8 points right? Uh, they've gotten 20 points in their last 10 games since that happened. They're still in 13th place. That being said, uh, they're just a couple points. I think one point separated from the from the two teams above them. Scrum, yeah. yeah, they have a better points per game than both of those teams. They're five points just south of the of the line, which is technically we'll call it within the margin of error, which is like if you take the game in hand, the, the games in hand and you win both of them, right, then you have those you would technically be in the playoff position yeah. right now. So it's like within the margin there's there um getting their second ever win on the road in 2023 handing san jose their second ever loss at home in 2023 the only other team to beat them was st louis um
2: where are these guys i don't know i
0: <laughs> i i've i've tried to figure it out i have no idea what is going on to to be honest with you um it feels like there's momentum and yet people get hurt and then like – but I don't yeah. think – is anybody in the chat room be like, like oh, I'm really worried that Douglas Costa and Ricky Poosh might not play on Saturday?
2: You should be. You should I'll be. Say, but I, I'm technically in the chat room and, and I'm nervous about those things and I'm sure we'll touch on them a little bit later. But yeah, that is a concern, especially after all of the other DPs have gone sideways. I think you mentioned – uh, on Twitter that's like are we just not allowed to have DPs this season? It just seems like it's just not on the cards. It's it's part of the sanctions.
0: Yeah. It's part of the sanctions. Nobody told anybody, but they're yep. just going to slowly injure all of the DPs. So um yeah, that was I mean crazy. It's always a stupid game. It's such a stupid <laughs> game. By the way, can I tell you Fair. I'm going to tell you something that's crazy. My favorite part about the LA Galaxy winning the game was that Greg vanney got to complain about the field. OK, and nobody's going to be like, oh, it's just an excuse. The <laughs> field
2: was horrible.
0: Didn't we have this problem last time they played at that park?
2: I think so. And I, I, I want to go back to that, you know, because I always go with the argument. The ball is round for both teams. You know, the both teams have to play on the field. But it, it was weird that that especially in the second half, there was just slipping and sliding. And, you know, the home field does have the advantage sure. I don't have any inside knowledge or anything, but if they do change spikes at halftime, hey, you know we water it down. So if you want to change your your boots at halftime, then the now's a good time to do it. But maybe the Galaxy don't get that intel, and maybe that's why you see more Galaxy players sliding around than not, or or it could just be you know San Jose having the experience, it literally being a home field advantage. But yeah, it it was it was not good, <laughs> not good, Bob. You know when you we talk about field conditions. There's, you know, poor grass and and you have the baseball fields of it all where, you know, it's just a bad surface. And then you have this where it's overly slick and that's not fun to play on either. So I I don't see how that benefited San Jose as well, other than just having the Galaxy slip around. It just seemed like a a, a weird decision have that be, uh, you know, a a feature of your of your of your pitch.
0: It's just it it seems like every time they play up there that there's questions about the field's not safe. That's not a safe field. I mean, they were sliding. The Galaxy were sliding. Did they have like some crazy? Did they have a Quidditch tournament up there that nobody told me about? That's a (laughs) throwback to Seattle. Remember when Seattle couldn't have a or or had a playoff game or something like that? It was a playoff game. I didn't know that was a thing. That was a real thing. So so there was a playoff game that got played like on a Saturday, but the field looked horrible because it was raked like all weird. You know, all the granules were raked raked all weird and the field looked atrocious. It was like some big game. Maybe it wasn't a playoff game, but it was like a big game. And the reason was the night before they had a Quidditch tournament. And I'm like, I'm like, excuse me. Perfect. I'm sorry. Yeah, is, is Quidditch real? Is 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 Harry was, Potter real? I'd like was, it to be real, but is that yeah? Is that it was real? big
2: on college campuses for a minute. Yeah, mean, the, there was there were Quidditch teams playing each other. Yeah, mm-hmm. surprised they didn't catch on. Of course that.
0: Uh, by the way, can we shout out Nebraska women's volleyball? Did you see? No, that,
2: that was incredible. Did you yeah. get? If
0: if you didn't see a world record for mo- highest attendance for a women's sporting event, ninety-two thousand and three, um, at the Cornhuskers uh, stadium, uh, they played it outside at the football. Sta- That's first of all. Gee, whoever did that should just get a job well, for life. Like you're like, yeah. let's play a game out in the football stadium because we sell out every volleyball game. Let's play one in the football stadium.
2: Yeah, the the back I saw some background on it. So oddly enough, we didn't you didn't queue me up for this, but I didn't see the background on it that uh, their rivals, Wisconsin, uh, had uh, hosted the game in their basketball stadium. Okay. And so they broke the attendance for most attended, you know, volleyball game. And so Nebraska's coach was like, hey. You know, volleyball is our thing. It's been, I guess, you know, in Nebraska, vo- women's volleyball is a big deal with the program right. since the 90s. And they're like, we can't have them have this record. We need to get our record back. Let's go to our basketball stadium and let's, you know, let's outdo them. And the either the athletic director or someone else said, no, 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 you're thinking too small here. Let's not do the basketball stadium. Let's do the football stadium and let's go, you know, 80,000, 90,000. So cool. And then they, they probably said, well, let's get a musical act because we don't want to have empty seats. But I guess after when the seats went on sale, they sold 82,000 tickets before they even announced what the musical act was. So shout out to, you know, the Nebraska faithful for making that a thing, you know, setting records, not just for, you know, women's volleyball, but for women's sports in general. That's, that was a major accomplishment.
0: Thinking outside the box a little bit there. I, I I I, I like it. And by the way, uh, that's that's just such a cool thing. Also wanted to talk a little bit about around the league. Uh, if you got to watch any games on Wednesday, Wednesday was a full match, week, match day. As they say, we used to have match weeks. We don't get that anymore. Match days. Um, you had Atlanta and Cincinnati. Cincinnati on a tear. Um, they've been on a tear. As a matter of fact, the LA Galaxy, let's do that right now. The LA Galaxy and Cincinnati are the only two teams since May 31st who have uh, basically this uh, this high points per game. There's actually four teams. The LA Galaxy are, se- are tops in the Western Conference and fourth overall, but it's Cincinnati, Orlando City, and Columbus Crew are all 2.0 points per game, right? And the Galaxy are 1.9 points per game. By the way, I really have to do the math on that because I'm pretty sure they had 20 and it's divided by 10, but it, it I'll... I'll trust the stat.
2: <laughs> Someone someone's getting paid to crunch those numbers, but it, it's such a—I um, don't know if misnomer is the right word—but you you look at that and you're like, that can't be right, given the League's Cup you know issues that they had when they couldn't win those games, right. and then the the way they lost that Vancouver game. So it's interesting looking back at their form guide in their last ten games, they've only lost once. Yes, but for some reason that loss is so sour, and it was a, we talked about it—the Chris Mavinga just completely the concussion game where he just completely lost his mind, you know, quite literally. Yes. And so that doesn't that plus the league's cup makes it seem like, well, this Galaxy team isn't streaking, but then when you actually go back and look at the results, they are. They are streaking uh, because when you go before league's cup and they they had a nice little run. It was a lot of draws. Right. Uh but the, now they're putting the wins together and it's 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 crazy that they are in con- contention uh with the, you know the top 4 teams in the league in terms of their hot streak. Yet still on 13th place
0: in third. I was going to say in 13th place. <laughs> How bad
2: was that start of the season? That we're so bad. So
0: bad. Um, the other games, uh, Charlotte and Orlando uh, draw one. Uh, if you watch the Miami Nashville game, Nashville put on a little bit of a, a, of a defensive clinic. And what do you know? Miami isn't as good as they, they have been there. listen, ton of games much like the LA yeah. Galaxy a ton Spendial of games the going
2: to kill them yeah. it's
0: going to be tough i would i would argue that perhaps the LA Galaxy or might be a little deeper than Miami is whenever you look at sort of where that is but they have a lot of u22s that type of thing but Miami trying to make the playoffs just to show you how delicate their dance is the announcers during that game eric were talking about how Miami's playoffs hopes hit a huge roadblock by not beating Nashville
2: we're getting- by getting a draw yeah yeah by getting a draw not even a loss yeah
0: yes because it's at home you got to win all your home games right this is the same thing for the for the la galaxy i was talking to uh, a galaxy player today uh trying to get somebody on the uh on the podcast and didn't work out the whole deal and they're like hey i'd like to come on billy sharp come on yeah i know right uh i was like (laughs) i was like hey don't worry about it you know we'll get you on there and players are always like hey put me on after a win and i go hey just keep winning, and that won't be a problem, right? <laughs> yeah. I go, you know, there's a
2: real easy fix to this, yeah. right?
0: Right. It was it was funny. I'm like, also, I can guarantee you make the playoffs. Just win all the rest of your games. You're gonna, you'll make it, no problems. That's 30 points that are still out there. 30 points for the LA Galaxy. They could literally, if they won every single game. Not saying they're going to, but if they did, they'd be at 58 points. All right. It's Just, pretty good. That would be <laughs> that would be a pretty that would be a pretty yeah,
2: good yeah. If you would have sold me 58 points at the beginning of the season, you want to take it. it? Yeah, I would have easily taken. It's funny looking back at like the preseason pundits. uh, You know, shout out to Tom Bogert who's saying that the Galaxy is back. But he preseason he had the Galaxy first in the West, the lone the lone MLS pundit to have the Galaxy there. So. Maybe you know he's onto something. He knows that this you know thirty point surge was coming down down the home stretch here. Uh,
0: of course, absolutely. Um, so uh, that one: New England over Red Bulls, New York City over Montreal. NYC's been struggling mightily too. Uh, Toronto three one over Philadelphia. That's a surprise because Toronto mm-hmm. has been basically been a mess. Yeah. Uh, Austin loses to Seattle. Thank you, Seattle. Um, when the LA Galaxy tried to ch- jump Austin, <laughs> whenever it comes to uh, to playing in games there. So Seattle helping out Vancouver over Chicago um in Chicago Houston who was coming up over Columbus Houston's been hot uh, v- a very hot team uh Minnesota we'll Talk about
2: that yeah, yeah they they have been on a on a sick one also they they look really good
0: They do uh Minnesota 3 nothing over Colorado uh St. Louis 2-1 over Dallas that's a good one. Dallas now just is the last team in the playoffs right now. So that's one to watch. And then Portland two one over our P- Portland finally righted the ship. But also, I heard that wasn't a good game. I didn't get to watch much of it because it was going on the same time as uh, San Jose LA. Um, but uh, RSL is is a better team than that you would expect, um, but the two one win for Portland actually uh, hung around there, and then the Galaxy, the final game of the night, ended the last one because there were seven freaking minutes of of stoppage time. Did you text me and you are like, where I did, did seven you. minutes come from? I'm I was like, like I did know.
2: I miss something for seven minutes? Because normally with you know a, a major injury or or uh, you know the amount of subs, but seven minutes seemed way way out of the norm, and maybe I just don't know my injury time. Right, uh, I, I feel like. <laughs> it's, uh, you know, uh, what is it? Whose line is it anyway? The points are made up and they don't matter. So injury time, it's made up. It seems like there's no rhyme or reason at the end of those games. Usually at the half, it, it makes sense given, right. you know, the, what, what goes on. But it feels like the second half, they gave the injury time in the first half, so it shouldn't be a cumulative
0: No, it's <laughs> score,
2: not. But it seems to always be in that six, seven, you know, you get those nine minute, 10 minute things happening now. And I, I, I was one who was in favor of that during the World Cup because it felt like Whoever was keeping track, they had like a stopwatch like that felt like it was accurate. And then it's kind of circled back to the norm. And now now it just seems like it's it's made up. I, I don't know where the seven minutes came from.
0: It's one of those magic mysteries. Uh, final thing we'll do before we start actually really talking about the game, even though now we've talked about the game multiple times, um, is I just wanted to point this out. They're saying uh, this was a a. a uh, a a a poll from uh, Sportico um, it came from uh, uh, for soccer was the name of the people who actually put it together so here's the chart and basically they said Gen Z U.S. soccer fans show most interest in MLS individuals were asked to rate their interest in the following club team competitions as a scale of one not a fan to seven huge fan and MLS came out on top MLS 4.9 Premier League 4.7 UEFA Champions League 4.6 United uh, USL Championship 4.4 uh, La Liga 4.3. Again, I, I don't know that it's definitely necessarily representative of of the larger uh, population and you'd like to see, you know, what sample size was and all this fun stuff to sort of look at it. But it doesn't surprise me with how hyper hyperlocal uh, MLS is that mm-hmm. it's starting to touch everybody because there's a team in lots of places where people are, right?
2: Yeah, yeah especially with, you know, the St. Louis's, you see how that kind of took hold, you know, Austin when they came in to the league. So a lot of these newer franchises when they're coming in, they're taking Nashville's another good example. They're taking those cities by storm and becoming a big deal in that city. And then I I know people are probably sick of hearing it, you know, whenever you talk about MLS, but Messi's going to be a huge factor as well, you know, because that that's going to play such a, a big um, part of it going forward because you know my son started playing youth soccer again for this fall and the jerseys you see out there you see Mbappe's you know uh, Messi's Holland those are the kind of jerseys so whenever you have someone of that status in your league that's going to supercharge it and so if that's already where you know Gen Z is at uh, you know Gen Alpha or whatever is coming down the pipeline that Messi impact is going to be so much you know it's immeasurable we're going to see the, the fruits of that even further down the line. But it is promising that you know it, MLS is ranking that high. Again, it, take it with a grain of salt, where are they pulling it, where is the numbers, how does that data actually look? But just the fact that they performed in any poll where, where they were able to find data to make it fit is, is impressive.
0: I was going to say, yeah, it is sort of fun to to see that. It's going to be Gen, Gen S for soccer, Generation Soccer. That's what's coming
2: up next. <laughs> Gen Messi, yeah.
0: Gen Messi, yeah, right. Um. All right, let's talk about it. LA Galaxy 3-2 winners over San Jose. Goals from Tyler Boyd, Ricky Pooj, and Dejan Jovalich, 61st-minute penalty kick that was the game-winner drawn by uh, Raheem Edwards, who had a very spotty game, as he is <laughs> opt-to-do. I mean, the guy is... He's so inconsistent. He's consistently inconsistent, yeah. and it's just so back and forth. But before we jump into to all that, I heard it said Greg Vanny said it. I think Raheem Edwards said it. They both said that the first 20 minutes of that game was probably the best soccer the LA Galaxy have played with Greg Vanny, and I cannot disagree.
2: Yeah. After, it's funny because I was watching those first five minutes and how they were patient and moving the ball around and just kind of dictating where that game was going. And I wanted to tweet something out, but I like I want I stopped myself because I said it's only five minutes. I need to I need to chill. Let this game play out. Let you know, let them get the nerves out or whatever it is. And then as it went on, you know, I, I agree. Those first 25 minutes, actually 28 minutes, if you count up until, you know, the first San Jose goal, uh, it, it was it was a dominant performance. And I, I I've said this before with a negative connotation. So I'll say it this time with a positive spin. Is that this game was a microcosm of the 2023 LA Galaxy? It was a dominant, uh, in possession performance for 25 minutes, a two-minute horror show on defense, and then a fight back and a hold on. Like this is this has been the season, right? <laughs> and so the, the in this case, it worked out and with a positive result. But we've seen very similar, uh, you know, situations play out earlier in the year. Look at that Vancouver game where the Galaxy looked great for portions of it, but then there was such a huge meltdown in those moments where it cost them the points. And so here it ended up working on their favor, but that inconsistency, like you, mi- you mentioned, it's it's crazy. How is this the same team that that first 25 minutes is just totally dictating possession, going wherever they want? Boyd's goal, you know, just was the the cherry on top of how they were moving the ball. Right. And then it just completely melting down for, for a few minutes, and that almost... You know, costing them the game. It's it's crazy that this is the same team even within a ninety-minute period.
0: Vanny was uh, was was talking after the game, and he sort of said, he goes, some of the most dominant soccer that I think we played, just the passing and everything. He goes, maybe we got a little bit cocky, the whole deal. He goes, but then they're 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 up two-one at halftime, and they had the ball for like ninety seconds. You know, it was one of those. It was like, how does that happen? Right. And he was it. Listen, he knows the players know what happened. They watched it happen. They started forcing passes. Uh, Edwin Surreal was talking to us afterwards. By the way, dude, if you want to be high on somebody, Edwin (laughs) Surreal. A lot of people
2: were feeling he he showed that that uh, that playing for the badge ness the, you know, that we've, I saw some comparisons to guests on Brugman, you know, like a Danny Pena type guy. Like when you talk about someone with a grittiness and who's going to, you know, play for the badge and be someone who's going to become a fan favorite, he showed it in this game on, you know, someone who has a spark of someone that's going to be able to kind of, you know, capture the The endearment of the fans.
0: I I asked him after the game. I'm like, you know, you were on Dallas, who's now the team that you guys are gunning for because they're in ninth. Like, I go, what do you feel like the moment he goes? You know, uh, Greg told us it's 12 finals. Uh, Now we have 10 more to go. He goes, and that's how we're going to play every single game. And I like that mentality. It's just it's just it's very back against the wall. Desperation mode. Get yourself an extra one or two percent. And that's what that's what was the difference
2: on on that. Yeah. Let me chime in here. So is Greg Vanny saying these are all must-win games? Oh no, no, he would never. He would never. He would never do that. <laughs> They're he twelve would. finals. I mean, I don't know. Finals are must-wins.
0: Yeah, I know. I know. I know what he said. But no, I mean, you know it. But it's that sort of mentality, and it's like, well, where was that mentality earlier? Quite honestly, this team was not the same team. I mean, it's a different it, team.
2: It's a different team now. hundred percent. I agree <laughs> with the amount of players that they brought in. You. <laughs> it's funny. I said this is indicative. It's a microcosm of the whole season. But you're right. This this team these last two games. This is a whole new roster arena. It's almost like this is a new season uh, that we're seeing play out for these final 12 games.
0: Could, Could the Galaxy just start out well, could that just be a thing that they try next year? I'm just if we're if we're ordering stuff on the menu, <laughs> I'd like the I'd like the starter to be consistency yeah. and, and scoring goals, you know that type of thing. But the other crazy part about this and talking about how it's a different team is they're getting goals. None of them are really coming from the number nine position, although you got two goals yeah. from from the nine with Billy Sharp's uh, penalty kick and Dayon Yovilich's penalty kick in the last two games, which is great. But you're getting all of these goals from midfielders, right? You're getting Tyler Boyd, who's on a freaking tear.
2: Yeah, I was gonna say. Can, can, I'll, I'll, let's pause right here to yep. give Tyler Boyd the flowers that he deserves right now. Uh, even though I think Ricky is stealing a lot of the eyeballs because just the he, he's getting the highlight reel level plays. But when you look at Boyd, how he's been playing over over this last stretch, he's scoring bangers every time that he is on the field. He's threatening to move into the box, cutting inside. You know, finding himself on, on either barely missing a pass you know to tap one in but he's in position he's in the right place so i think he's a well-deserved leading scorer for this team right now with his six goals which is the crazy thing where if we had a striker who was putting in goals like six to twelve goals from a supporting cast right that's perfect that's what you want you want that between six to ten six to twelve goals from like your second and third contributors and then you want your You know, striker, your number nine, your leading goal scorer to be in that 10 to 15 range. So it's kind of crazy. He's doing what's expected of him. We just don't have. The striker piece of it <laughs> to have those more goals. And given why we're still in 13th place. 13th place.
0: 13th yep. place. uh, The starting lineup, uh, let's start from the top and go backwards. We always go the other way. Let's do it this way, right? So, Dan Jovalich up top, you had Tyler Boyd on the left, Ricky Pugin in the center, Douglas Costa on the right. We'll talk about Douglas and Ricky both exiting the game. Uh, Uri Rosell and then Edwin Sorio playing in those dual sort of sixes back there, um, which is, I think, helped calm things down a little bit. Uh, Caligari on the right side, we can talk about him all day long. Uh, Eric Zavaleta, we could not talk about him if we don't want to. <laughs> Maya Yoshida in there, or Raheem Edwards on the left, and then Jonathan Bond back in goal. Bond had four get four saves in this game, had four good saves in the game, uh, and he also tied Donovan Ricketts for most appearances. Um, so that, he's third.
2: Yeah, when that was mentioned on the broadcast, it kind of took me, you know, I clutched my pearls a little bit because you think Bond, well, he hasn't been here that long. But then when you look back at it, it's like mm. Galaxy goalkeepers are not long in the tooth. We, we Better do not question. keep a goalkeeper. Better yeah, question for, for you. Who's number one and number two?
0: I had no idea. I asked at the press conference because we had some time, and we, Kevin uh, Acevedo was is, doing is, it. Ke-
2: is Kevin Hartman? Kevin two? Hartman is number one. Is number one? Yes. Okay, okay. okay. Kevin Hartman, I knew was he had to be one or two with right. the amount right. of games he played. Number two, it, it, I want to say Jaime Pinedo, but it's not Jaime Pinedo. No, not even close. Uh, because he was he he was short lived. Is but he had those good moments. Who? Oh man, it's it's recent it's gonna, recent recent. Is it that one guy? Man, this is great. This is great pod.
0: What, what if I say what if I say like cop energy?
2: Oh, David Bingham. Yeah. He's, wow. He's number two. David Bingham was number two. Wow. Yeah. Wow. If Jonathan Bond. Those are dark times. Yeah. <laughs> if Jonathan Bond. Those were dark times. I erased <laughs> David Bingham from my memory. Right. So yeah, good times.
0: Uh, if Jonathan Bond uh, plays out the rest of the games, I think uh, I think he passes Bingham and he'll be okay. number two. Which is crazy again? Crazy to think <laughs> that Jonathan Bond is going to
2: get number two. Yeah, that's so, incredible.
0: Yeah, I said Saunders too. By the way, I was in. I was guessing Saunders was in there as well. I don't know where he falls on the list, but one and two. Ricketts, were. Ricketts,
2: Saunders, Pinedo are, have to all be relatively in the same range because it feels like they were. Back to back to back, right? But within the same the same intervals, just about.
0: Yeah. So, <laughs> but yeah. So, so that was that was interesting in there. I just thought that was all all fun yeah. to, to sort of do. But <laughs> anyway, um, so you you had you had that sort of play out now. Uh, let's talk about some of the guys who we really liked. We talked about Tyler Boyd, uh, Ricky Pooge and 40 yards, by the way, Edwin Surio got an assist for Ricky Pooge's 40 yard run. I said, that's like, uh, (laughs) that's like dropping Ricky off at the, uh, at the airport at LAX and getting credit for his flight to New York. You know, it's like, it's like, oh yeah, (laughs)
2: that's, that's that's, that's uh, finding a, yeah. Finding a $5 bill on the ground for sure. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Good job. Good job, Edwin. You know, good. You, you dinked it over to Ricky and then he ran for 40 yards and scored. Um, he, I thought Ricky was outstanding again. He, he always is the crazy thing. And I tweeted it out this morning, which is he's doing this so much, Eric, he's, he's, he's taking the team on his shoulders. He's doing this. He's carrying their bags. He's doing all these things to, to make the LA galaxy, the successful team. And it's becoming commonplace. And you're starting to lose perspective on how good he is,
2: right? Yeah. Well, and it was happening even when the galaxy were struggling and shout out to Alex Reeves was on last week cuz he you know I'll, I'll I'll shout at anyone who who mirrors the same feelings that I've been feeling that he has that those moments where you, he is he does feel like he takes on too much tries to make too much happen you know and it happens maybe when they're behind when he tries to go for those home run passes but it, it's it's in there the fact that he's putting it all on his shoulders, and even if it doesn't work out, that shows that initiative, that specialness that ty- of a type of player that he is. And so it is – we are lo- almost losing some of the magic of it. And that's why I wanted to shout out Boyd because I think, you know, Boyd – had R- Ricky Pooj not been on this team, we'd all be saying, you know, you know Boyd for MVP and player of the season, but Ricky Pooj is just so far out of this world – you know, in terms of the the other players, and that's not to discount the other players. Right. That it's it's you almost you almost take for granted. You know how special he is just because it's like, oh yeah, that's what that's what you expect from Ricky. You know, day in day out, he's going to find a way. At him. Watching him on the ball is it's a joy. It's a joy to watch. So just, much fun. He gets out of position. The ball. He takes a bad touch. And you think you know, not necessarily a bad touch, but maybe a, a touch a little further than maybe you think a player would want to, and you think possession is lost, and he just manages. You know, to scoop it back up, turn around. And and it's not, it's not these, you know, techers moves in between the legs, CR7, you know, put it underneath your shirt and dance around and peacock. It's very practical, just, just circles. I'm just going to make circles and I'm just going to go around and I'm going to keep going around until, until I get into position. And it's just, it's, it's. It's got to be frustrating if you're the other team. But when he's on your team, it really is. It's impressive to watch.
0: He's like Houdini. You put him in a box and he just and he always seems find his way out. Right. You're like, oh, <laughs> he's between three guys. You're like, he's never getting. No, nope, finally. And listen, there's people who get hypercritical of him, like his final third pass. Maybe it'll get intercepted yeah. and stuff like that. I'm like, but you realize that he's trying stuff that is High, high yeah, quality. High risk. Yeah, mm-hmm. high risk, and that's okay in the final third. Like I'm okay with that in the final third. Edwin sorio It was funny because I got to talk to him afterwards. I said I, I and I I need to talk to him again because I need to make sure he knows it's a compliment. But Greg Vanny and I were talking about him last week, and I said it seems like he knows how to stay out of the way, and that's something that that is a a benefit whenever you have guys like Douglas Costa and Ricky Pouge, who are the technical skill guys it's like you don't want Edwin Surreal or you don't want Uri Rossell you don't want them in the middle clogging things up you need Mm -hmm. to stay out of the way and Edwin was like he was gracious enough to answer my poorly worded question he was like (laughs) he was like yeah those guys have all the skills he goes I need to make sure I'm not in their way like I need to be out of their way I'm just need to get them the ball um Yeah.
2: yeah And, and I don't know what the directions were from Vanny with him. And you mentioned Eric Savaleta and maybe, you know, uh, us pulling our hair out with whenever he's in the starting lineup. But it seemed like his positioning, Serio's positioning, was more defensive. He was really dropping yeah. back and almost playing like, you know, a fifth defender yep. or, or a third center back the way he was positioned. So I think that plays a huge role in the ability to stay out of the way when you're, you know, providing that cover when maybe your center backs are not – uh You know, not exactly when you have the high expectations for Ricky Puj, I I don't think that those high expectations are quite there uh, for Eric Zavaleta, which speaking of center backs, I also want to shout out Yoshida for just being a pro, just being a pro. Right. Like how nice is it to just have a competent professional center back? We've seen the Galaxy in the past give away the ball in the back. I think coaching style dictates like you want to tell your defenders we don't want to just you know, get rid of the ball. You know, we want to possess, we want to build up from the back. And I think sometimes defenders find themselves in harm's way because they want to keep their starting spot. They want to follow coaches' orders. But there's a time and place for it too. Sometimes when you you have to cut your losses and the ball, you just need to get rid of the ball. And Yoshida shows that because he knows when to possess and when we should play out of the back. And when you know what this is not the time to play out of the back. I'm blasting it, you know, off for a corner. I'm sending it. He there's it's a subtle nuance. But when you see it and it works, it's it's the difference between winning and losing. And so you got to shout out him as well for just being a, a consummate professional that only comes with experience. You can't teach that. Uh, But but it's it's impressive when when you point it out and you highlight it.
0: Yeah. Well, Vanny said the team got more mature, right? With Billy Sharp and and Maya sheet on there. And I asked Raheem Edwards about that as well. I was like I was like Greg said that this team got more mature with those guys. I go, what what are they doing? He goes. And Raheem was very complimentary. He's like, no, it's so great to have those guys out there. And I asked about the depth, too. And he goes, yes. And he goes, listen, I'm not trying to throw shade on anybody. But he goes, our depth got better. We are a deeper team now. And it's like, yeah, we know we can all see it. Raheem. It's fine. You can (laughs) (laughs) just say it. We can say it. We say, like,
2: we, it's like saying Eric Zavalletta. like you right. don't want to bash a guy. He's a professional athlete. Right. He's part of this team that you root for. But let's not act like he's our our first, you know, first call when we uh, when we get invited to the dance. You right. know, maybe he's getting maybe at 3, 3.30 a.m. He's getting you up, you know, one, one of those.
0: So so Eric Zavalletta is the booty call. That's what that's what you're
2: saying. I <laughs> you just, see, I, just you, I just you know, you scan the room at, and sometimes your options are limited and, you know, you, you, you do you deal with what's in front of you. Right. Okay. I've heard. I've heard. You, so you've heard. Okay, good. Heard,
0: yeah, um, yeah I, I, no, it, it makes sense. And and you can see, it. I mean, listen, we all notice that F. Ryan Alvarez isn't on the bench right now, right? Yeah, there's a reason. Because the depth has gotten better, right? You don't need yep. to have F. Ryan Alvarez. There's a reason Jonathan Klinsman is on the bench right now. He's not injured. Greg Vanny would have told us because we... We've asked about injuries multiple times now, the whole deal, and he hasn't said anything. So, but
2: he did have a, a didn't he have a broken finger? He or? did,
0: but I mean, but, he was playing with it. Yeah, so, that's you know. true.
2: It's not, it wasn't stopping him before. No. He played with a broken finger. Right. Yeah. So,
0: as far as we know, that's not the reason that he's not out there, right? And that Mitrovic, yeah. Mitrovic is there, right? And he's he's the guy who's the backup now. Um, you know, the only injury we know about is Jalen Neal and still dealing with the groin injury, and it's it's not typically a groin injury it's something else and yes greg Vanny says growing although he's actually yeah, I was gonna
2: say you can't say that without having the chat or, or someone point out that it's, a, it's actually a growing injury but yeah
0: yeah yeah so um and listen i don't it's a fatigue issue so they're just trying to rest him and he'll be back but the nice thing is the Galaxy don't necessarily need him back right now. Like if you want to get him ready, if you want to hold him out for another couple of games, you can do that. Um, I would imagine that Chris Mavinga probably works his way into the starting lineup here, possibly even on Saturday. Um, going against Houston, uh, but that doesn't mean anything right now. The thing is that the Galaxy have won those games, the two games, and Savaleta has been back there, right? So yeah. it's like you can say whatever you want, but the Galaxy are winning. The proof and is in the pudding. Don't touch things that aren't broken, right? <laughs> yeah. So uh, we did have – yeah, go ahead. I,
2: I will say that is what makes me a little bit nervous about Ricky's injury or non-injury. I know he had a specific quote on that is with Neil, uh, you know, when if Chicharito goes down injured – Uh, Martin Caceres goes down injured, you say, well, these guys are, you know, a little bit longer in their career, you know, a a muscle tear or, you know, pull or strain, it's to be expected. But when you have your young players being affected by these issues, that comes down to the, you know, the game uh, congestion and, you know, the games coming fast and furious here. And that's the concern with, you know, is Ricky going to be able to you know, be that Ironman because the games are going to come fast and furious, you know, Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday, Wednesday. And if it's affecting a young player like Neil, you know, what's to say that it's not going to affect a player like, um, you know, like Ricky. And that's that's the scary part with Douglas. I, I, <laughs> Doug, Summer Doug, I'm, I'm surprised, you know, it took him this long to get injured. And the, the nature of the injury was not even, you know, it was almost like a freak accident type of thing. It was it's yeah. not really. Yeah, it wasn't, you know. Anything of his own doing or, or, or muscle strain or kind of his injury history that's plagued him in the past, it was unrelated to that. So that's that's the bummer on that one. Yeah.
0: So 35th minute Douglas Costa goes into a ball where he's trying to basically kick the ball to or, or pass the ball to somebody. And Cade Cowles is trying to pressure him in that situation. And, and Costa gets the ball away and then falls to his left. Um, and then we couldn't tell if it was a shoulder because at first it looked like he was holding his shoulder and then he was down and he was like moving his knee and they were looking at his knee and then they were looking at his shoulder and it was like one of those things and he had to come out. So that was 35th minute. Diego Fagundes, hey, look, they got him playing time. Good job.
2: And he's right. Number twenty-one, yeah. Diego
0: Fagundes. Yeah. Everybody did a really good job. Good job, everybody. <laughs> um, by the way, if you if you saw Diego Fagundes was was rusty, right? Like, and you could see it a little yeah. bit. Like, and he wasn't there. He did. But, I thought he had some good runs and did some things. But I was
2: going to say, but you saw it in there. There, right. it wasn't. It's was like okay, it's in there, but there's some rust, and I need He needs to play out of it. But I, I didn't see someone who. Oh man, this guy. Why is he? What's he doing on our team? Right. I did not. I did not see that with his play.
0: Right, right. So, so uh, Fagundes was out there and he came in for a place. It was a separated shoulder for Douglas Costa. They popped it back in in the locker room. Um,
2: D- dislocated shoulder. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Sorry. dislocated. What, it, it's funny. Oddly enough, I do have experience with this. One of my few soccer injuries was a separated shoulder, which they said is actually worse than a dislocated shoulder because when it's, when it's dislocated, you can pop it back in. Separated, you kind of live in that no man's land. It's longer to longer recovery time. And it's it's just more of a, you know, I still have it still doesn't. It still pokes out and doesn't sit right. It makes, so,
0: makes noise when you move it. It could cli- yeah, click.
2: Yeah. I, I still ain't right. Right. Uh, but, but so that's the interesting thing with Costa. He could play on, on Saturday and I wouldn't be shocked because they popped it back in, you know, some painkillers and he's good to go. Or it's, a, hey, this is someone that's not a that's not a, a super light thing. That's that's right. a serious you know trauma that you're putting your body. And if he needs a game to rest or a week to rest, I think that'd be fair as well. So yeah. I, I, who knows what's going to happen? But from what I understand, a dislocation is better than a separation. Okay.
0: Well, they got it back in. Vanny said he didn't yeah. know what the next steps were with that. He'd have to talk to the trainers and sort of see what it is. But it doesn't seem like it's going to be long term. Uh Ricky Pooch came out in the 80th minute. Uh he went to the sideline and got his quad taped. His I think it was his left quad or right quad? Left quad. I think left
2: quad. Left quad, yeah. Yeah.
0: So he got his left quad taped. Uh Vanny said afterwards he goes he didn't think it was anything. Uh it was like he felt something, that type of thing, but we don't think it's a tear or anything like that. So really it's gonna be day to day and you you know who knows maybe you don't see him saturday maybe you do i mean huge loss if you don't see ricky Poosh playing on saturday um but that being said three games in one week the galaxy the galaxy really have done the the what they were supposed to do in these three games which is get six points out of them and whether or not houston ends up being that now i want to see it because i want to see a three games in a row under greg vanny cuz i don't like yeah. being this purveyor <laughs> of this stat
2: yeah we've been told we're we're buzz killers but yeah, yeah. I, if if the mentality is every game is a final and, and and if <laughs> if Costa is able to walk and if Pooj is able to, to walk, I think they start. I think, like you said, if it ain't broke, uh, you know, don't fix it. And so I think you, you trot them out. And if you have a backup plan and contingency plan where if you need to make early subs, you make early subs. But I think you, you have to push them out because... They're your best available options, right? right.
0: Now. Yeah, it's going to be that way. By the way, super chat going back a little bit, Gilberto, uh, $10 super chat starting flight school soon. Wish me luck. Maybe I'll be flying the Yovan out sign by preseason. See, look, we, we the volunteer already. So, C-
2: conspiracy theorists, you know, <coughs> unite who's flying those banners. Well, oh, I don't know. We have a name in the chat if you That's, know, be careful, that, throw that name around, throw that Yovan name around sometimes. You know, they'll hunt you down. Be careful.
0: And if you have a uh, question for either Eric or I, we'd be happy to read on the podcast. Just hit that super chat button and we'll, uh, we'll put it in as part of the show tonight, even though we got a busy show and lots of things to talk about. Um, uh, just going through this, I, I think we, you know, talking about Fugundes, one, that Fagundez came in and yes, there was a drop off from Douglas Costa because those are two different players, right? And so there wasn't as much interplay between Ricky Pooj and Diego Fagundes. That's to be expected. Did you panic though? Were you worried whenever Costa went out? You were sort of like, "Oh, man, that's kind of that kind of sucks." But were you like the game's over? It didn't feel that way because you yeah. knew there was depth on the on the bench, right? That's a different feeling.
2: I'll, I'll say the Chicharito injury, the Brugman injury, the Caceres injuries had a very and obviously those were season ending injuries. But when they got went out on those games, we didn't know it was season ending at the time. But my reaction was much different like oh, this is not good. I I do not have a good feeling about this. I don't like where this is going. And so that feeling did not <laughs> cross my mind when Douglas Costa's injury. It's like okay, they can they can live without Douglas Costa cuz they have lived without Douglas Costa. And that's kind of the unfortunate thing with how well he's been playing recently. I I mentioned this on um you know on my Instagram post when I was giving out my champion of the week. At some point <laughs> we I feel like the caveat with Douglas Costa on how poorly he played for that year and, you know, almost this first half of the season as well. How bad that whole first chunk of his time with the galaxy that's been so bad at some point, you just have to say he's playing really well right now and we have to stop, you know, throwing that caveat in there. But it was so bad that opening stretch when he first joined the team that I think that that's just always going to be a caveat. And you saw that with the injury as well as he's, as he been playing and him going out is a blow to the team you you're in your mind you go back to that player when you first joined the team and quitting on the team and the red cards and, and the injuries and you say okay we can live without this guy because he hasn't cemented himself in this team and i think that's that's the the bummer side of it but it's also kind of it's it may be easier uh, to cope when the time comes and those contract o- options come around because <laughs> i saw this thrown around on twitter as well that he's playing you know so well right now that do you throw a TAM option on it? Do you throw some a one year extension? You know, it almost feels like it, it can work out that way. But then you see an injury like that. Right. You see the replacements and the depth like, we could probably live without it, and we don't need to. We don't need to circle the, those wagons again. We saw what happened with Chicharito.
0: Yeah, I, I, I sort of agree with that. And and by the way, we can pull up the DP stats just to remind you of sort of where they are. Uh, Douglas Costa has played 33.9 percent of the total minutes this year, right? So again, just past uh, Javier Hernandez, who it feels like hasn't played in a year. Um, whenever you look at the the total minutes available. And so uh, right now, uh, Javier Hernandez at 687 minutes, Douglas at 733 minutes. Then, of course, Ricky Puj at 1980 minutes, uh, 91.7% total. 52.5% is your average for your three designated players. And if you go back and look at it, it is one of the lowest averages for designated players since 2018, right? The average overall from 2018 to 2023 is 57.5%. The LA Galaxy at 52.5%. Only 2018 was lower at 50.7%. I think that was Ramon Alessandrini. (laughs) Uh, That was... uh, That Giovanni
2: Dos Santos, Jonathan Dos Santos, yep. Roman, right? Yeah, yep.
0: but Yeah, Zlatan was there, so it yeah. like he, that didn't. But count. that doesn't show yeah, up. That on doesn't the show stat, up yeah. there, right? Mm-hmm. That's right, because he was he was there uh, whenever uh, he was there as a tam player during that time. So uh, that what what else did you see in this game? A VAR call that went the LA Galaxy's way? I mean, it,
2: <laughs> I, it's again going back to the seven minutes of injury time with VAR. I I don't know if I even know the rules anymore because to me that was a very you know, blatant is it a clear and obvious error? To me, it looked a touch offside. You could you argue and get the, you know, get the rulers out and start measuring and say maybe he was a touch onside. But at that point, what you know, what are we doing? So it's like it wasn't clear and obvious. It it looked like it could be offside. So to me, scrap it, we're done. Right. We're moving on. So I felt like it was the right call. But with the calls that the galaxy have been getting and the inconsistency with the referees. I don't, I never know how it's going to, whenever I see the, you know, them go to the earpiece and that it's being checked, I assume that it's going to be overturned (laughs) because why, why are they going to go check if they feel like it's going to be overturned? They're at, that's almost like they're, they're nudging the referee to lean in that direction. But I, I felt like it was the right call. I felt like it was offside. Yes could you make an argument? Maybe, but, but it wasn't, to, wasn't clear and obvious.
0: Your, your argument would have to be that you're looking at the angle and you're going to adjust it with your Correct. eyes, right? Because that's, from, that's the, the, thing, from the way the camera was looking at it, it looked offside and you're like, yeah. but if they had something down the line, I have a feeling that if they had a camera directly down the line, he would have been well offside because I think that the camera angle actually looked made him look like he was more onside. It was Surreal, I think, who almost kept him on um, down at the bottom of the screen whenever he was coming back. I mean, it was Vanny was talking about it. You know, they, whenever uh, push came out and they sort of, they sat back a little bit more, they got more guys into the box. They're like Espinoza. This was Greg Vanny afterwards. He goes, you knew Espinoza was going to get a cross off from wherever he was. And how many crosses did that dude put well, in and,
2: and how many cross <laughs> the cross that hit the post, you know, <sighs> that, that gave me a nice little, you know, some heartburn, you know, needed a Pepto Bismol before bed uh, with that one, with how late I'm watching the games The again, this goes back to kind of what I was saying about the playing out of the back and the possession with towards the end of that game, the Galaxy dominated possession for such a large chunk of the game. I think if we look at the five-minute intervals, you know, the first, you know, seventy-five percent of that game, it's mostly LA Galaxy, and then you see that last fifteen minutes, it's all San Jose. I, I, I understand go, taking it to the corners, keeping possession, but that also becomes a throwaway if you're doing so well in possession. You can keep possession. You don't have, you know, I I understand you don't want to mess up, you know, and give up a a, a counterattack. But if you're able to keep possession, I think sometimes going to the corner, they did a great, you know, I think Caligari had a great example of it. Fagundes at the end had a great example of it. But at the end, you end up just ceding possession anyway. Right. So why not time and place? You know, read the room, kind of thing. You can still hold possession and not just blatantly give it away. I think they gave San Jose too many chances. Yeah. but they did well to survive it.
0: They they did well to survive And by the way, Vanny after the game called out uh, Caligari and called out Fagundes for the runs that just yeah. like helped them kill that game. Uh, Caligari, by the way, defender of the year right now. I and it was going to be closer because Jalen Neal has played very well and very consistently, but with his injuries, I, unfortunately, Caligari is just such a more polished, finished player. Yeah. Remember, he's on loan. Galaxy want to keep him. Um, I, I, you know, I was talking to some people and they're like, we we really like him. And we're like, duh. I'm like, yeah, duh. You know, that type of thing. So uh, they need to try to keep him for for the for this next year and and do all that. So we'll see. But to me, what Caligari did on that run was maybe the difference between the LA Galaxy winning and losing. Same thing with Fagundes in there. I mean, just Just, being able to evade and stall and just by the way. Diego Fagundes did something that no Galaxy player has done all season. He megged a guy, could have run towards goal, and stopped and pulled it back around. It was like, nope, corner.
2: That's why I'm saying, you know, read the room, because like that could have been a different situation. And, you know, applaud them, because maybe San Jose would have had even, even more shots on goal in another position, so you cut out some of it. But, but uh, you know, they, it really puts themselves in a tricky spot. Speaking of Caligari, one of the... the I don't know if this is good or bad, but I'll I'll just throw it out there. Someone who's almost hurt by how well of Caligari's been playing is Julian Aude. Um, they came in at the same time. You know, they had kind of comparable starts where you think, okay, we're going to have, you know, our outside backs of the future. They're on that same level. And then Caligari has just been, you know, absolutely nails where, Audi is a little bit more hit or miss where maybe Edwards gives them a little bit more. Although I was calling for out you know, about, early in that you know, game. Yeah. Yes. You know, 45 minutes, 60 minutes into that game. Although uh, Edwards drew the penalty, but, but that, it's almost unfortunate. The out was kind of lumped in cause they came in together, but Caligari, you're right, has far surpassed expectations and has looked like the, the prototype of the type of defender you know we talk about the system and how the type of players that vanny wants to play you know he fits in perfectly with you know how how vanny wants the galaxy to play
0: so such a huge home run for that i mean again love love julian arajo right big fan of everything he does you could at this point be like julian arajo who if you're you know, like it's like what that's huh? cruel. That's it is cool. cruel, but yeah. that's how good Caligari has been playing. And listen, somebody tried to get down on him because uh, basically they're like, hey, who's going to score more goals Uh on Jovalich or own goals for Caligari? Because he <laughs> has some. But literally, when you look at the goal that they scored, it's so unlucky for the galaxy. It's fluky. Yeah, it, it it's is. Fluky. You can't tell Caligari not to go for it. He's trying to do what he's supposed to be doing. He's so good. He gets the balls. He probably shouldn't sometimes. And it turns out badly. Right. Like Bond never saw that ball because he was screened yeah. a little bit. And Caligari puts a head on it and puts it into the near post. Right. Like the
2: Yeah. The, the part that stings most about that goal is it was a short corner. How much uh, how much I loathe the short corner and how much it's wasted by the L.A. Galaxy. San Jose tries a short corner. And not only do they score, they make it because of an own goal. <laughs> that they made it work, so that did sting. But you're right. I don't. I don't fault Caligari. No, uh, for that. It was just such a fluky situation.
0: It, it is, and and let him be as aggressive as he wants to be yeah. because he. You pull- want him going after? Yeah. it exactly. He he yeah. pulls it off. um Seeing that the second goal, less so. surreal a little late on the cover. Um, just that was just all sorts of bad. Somebody slipped in that that whole thing. I think surreal slipped in it too. But Caligari was out of position because he slipped after he got water or something like that. There was this whole sort of. And there was a bad. It was
2: a bad giveaway. Yeah. It
0: was. Oh, yeah. That was Dayon Jovalich not being yeah. able to complete a pass three yards that's, to Tyler That was Boyd. the
2: difference right there, yes. Because w- people want to moan about Zavalleta and not being able to get there and this and that, but it it goes all the way back to that giveaway. That's that's what caused the goal.
0: I want to be on Jovalich's side. I want him to be <laughs> successful. Uh, I will tell you that he didn't want to talk to us after the game, right? And that's fine. It's like... You know, some people make a big deal about this. Technically speaking, by league rules, if we request me, has to talk. And that's such a be- that's such a power trip for reporters. They want to play that card no, these and, garden journales. No, like the whole deal. But I was like, hey, we want to do goal scorer, right? And Ricky or yeah. Tyler, and they're like, oh well, you know, Tyler's doing Apple TV, Ricky's doing Apple TV. And Yovalich doesn't want to talk. It's like, what, what the heck are you? Was left? Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> come on. So, um, you know, it was great. I like talking to Sirio and Raheem Edwards, but really, we're talking about two defensive players in a game that had three goals scored, and you know, or
2: five goals total. Yeah.
0: yeah, five goals total. Right. It's like sort of like that. So there was still enough to talk to the defenders about, but uh, he didn't want to talk. I want to be I want to be on his side. His passing at the start of that game was atrocious. Uh, I thought he was missing an action for for large portions again, as it has. And again, for all the people who come at me every time I come at Yobolich and they're saying, Well, he doesn't have anybody to support around him.
2: Can we can we talk real for a little Ricky bit? And, and Tyler Boyd, or and they, Diego the way Douglas and, and the way Douglas Costa has been playing. There's, yeah, at, at some point <laughs> we gotta that, that I agree with you. I, I think Deion, as um, and I'm I'm in the same boat. I, I want him to succeed He's such a likable guy, Yes. and it made you feel so good right. <laughs> to, to watch him put it in the back of the net. And who knows how good that must have felt? W- was that
0: h- was that him with Leardam at the at the end? Did you see the one video from the side because it was it was cheering? It was it was a whole thing, and then like it was one guy. It was one guy there, and I hate to be that guy. but It was a black guy, and I couldn't see who it was because I couldn't see the numbers. So I'm yeah. I'm going. I'm, I thought it looked like Leardam, but it could have been Mavinga. It could have been. I didn't notice height differences or whoever. Maybe the chat room knows who it was. But there was a moment there where they were like, I told you. Like, he was sort of like, I told yeah. you you could do it.
2: Well, sorry, let's go back. This it totally made me think of something totally different uh, tangent here. But Leardam, you know, was, didn't he slot in and center back and it work out? Like, can't what? we put him next to Yoshida? <laughs> I, I feel like that might put us in a better situation. Sorry, that just totally was out of nowhere now that you mentioned his name. But to your point of it feels like the players are behind him. Like yes. they, they, they. He's has whatever that feeling is that we have watching him wanting him to succeed it feels like he has that in the locker room but if we let's call it spade a spade it is what it is you know he makes a lot of mistakes in possession he is not you know the strongest in possession and distribution and the the runs that he makes sometimes he's not always in the best position as well so he it almost like he has to be it has to be the perfect moment for him to get that opportunity. And then when those opportunities have come early this season, he hasn't put away those chances. And so that's just kind of, unfortunately the way it's shook out for him. It just hasn't, it it, ha, it hasn't gotten right with him happy. He got a goal, but you have to think it's a penalty. So it's not like it was in the run of play right. or, or, you know, he, he, he created it and he, it was well, like, he did okay, help. He did help it create
0: it. He did help create it. Right. Cause it was a pass back between Raheem Edwards and, and, and Jovulich in the box. And it was breaking down though. Let's all be very, yeah. it, it was starting to break and, down
2: how many of those did he he attempt in the first half and early in the game? And it was just, it did not work, you know, trying back heels and trying some of those passes. So that was, and that that's the beauty of being a striker is you get six or seven attempts and all you need to do is make one work and you're, and you're the hero. And that's, you know, that, that's the beauty of, of being a forward because then it worked out for him yeah. and he was uh, able to bury it right down the middle. You know, a, a rocket it made me nervous the way, how quickly it bounced out, but <laughs> but it was nice. It felt, it felt good to see him succeed.
0: I was amazed that Ricky didn't take it. I was like, oh, Ricky's not taking it. Because I was like, oh, Ricky's gonna take it. I'm like, because I was predicting it, I was tweeting it, and I was like, oh, he's Ricky's gonna take it. And then uh, they're the, like, oh, Jobelic take it. I'm like, oh, okay. What, oh, we're gonna play that game, huh? <laughs> okay. Um and, and, and someone yeah. someone
2: did mention, and I don't know if this is – I I'm stealing your line, but the fact that Ricky is, you know, <laughs> the captain now and if, if he wanted to take it, it is his right to take it. But the fact that he gave it to Billy Sharp to get on the, the score sheet and then gave it to Yo uh to uh Yo Village, that kind of showed that's a captain's move. That's it feels like building it. up building up your guys around you. Yeah. Good for rapport, getting the strikers on the score sheet. Like that's being selfless. That's that's a guy who you'll follow into battle and that will not be forgotten from from Dayon. Remember earlier in the season, does Ricky not like Dayon well? here's 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 a, a counter argument to that because he, he let him take the penalty
0: yeah yeah i mean you know especially I, i've seen ricky like tweets that everybody's convinced are real too you know so um <laughs> uh, no uh i i like that i like seeing it it's fine i just I, you know i i just wonder I, I still think that there's going to come a time when the number nine is going to limit this la galaxy team they're going to need to get a goal from their number nine whether that's billy sharp whether it's day on Joblich. Uh, you know, Judd's not on the, not on the the team sheet anymore because of having Billy Sharp on there. Mm -hmm. Right. So, um, he's not, I don't think he's going to get many opportunities in there anymore. Um, so you see these things and you're like, okay, uh, that's sort of, I guess that sort of makes sense. And you're trying to, you you know, you're trying to, to lay this stuff all out, but I don't know. It's just, it's to me, I'm, I feel like the Yovlich experiment is, is fading, but Greg Vanny had nice things to say, said, you know, whenever Ricky scored his goal, he liked that Jovalich was still running up this vertical seam that still took some players away from him. And that was good. Right. So he he liked that. I went back and watched that play. It's kind of OK. Uh, it's really San Jose deciding not to run at Ricky Pooch when he's screaming down the middle of the field. I'm like, you might want to stop. No, nope, you're just going to let him go. That's sort of the thing. <laughs> that's crazy to me with Ricky is that when he has no space, he finds a way out. And then if you do give him space, he runs 40 yards right up your throat and shoots a ball. You know, he's going to shoot and it goes in, right? Like it's like everybody knew Ricky was shooting that ball. As soon as he broke through for the first 15 yards, like he's going to shoot this ball.
2: Yeah. And it goes back to how he possesses that ball. And it's like, how does he get out of that? and he just always does. Well, he's going to shoot, he's going to score and we just have to co- kind of resign our, ourselves to it. Back to the number 9 discussion. Yes. Uh before we you show that yes. graphic with with Ricky, but um I, I don't know how this makes me sound cuz I it always drives me crazy like sometimes. Like a dick. We're, we're, wait wait are we getting we're gonna get banned for that is that an allowed word i think it's a pg-13 right, no, word right enough. we're pg-13 <laughs> there's
0: a lot of innuendo <laughs> that happens in these shows i was
2: gonna say i just talked about you know you know how the prospects at the bar at 3 a.m right. but anyway it's like a pixar back,
0: wait hold on it's like a pixar movie yeah. it's made for kids but there's a lot of adult humor from, in there yeah. okay it's that's in there it's, if
2: you're yeah. if you're listening carefully and have a keen keen eye that's but right. sometimes it drives me a little crazy when we're like we're the la galaxy we're you know the the you know star franchise in MLS, like we should be getting Lino Messi and all the best players in the world. I'm I'm I am i do not totally like buying into that bravado piece of it, but I think over the course of the Galaxy's you know tw- 25 year plus history, it has been proven that they we are not a project team for strikers. Proven goal scorers are the types of players right. who come here and are successful, Zlatan. Chicharito, when he he was in, in in his form, a Robbie Keane. These are guys who are proven, know what they're doing. Stars who come in and bury the goals. You look at every Galaxy forward who has been, you know, I call them the Jack McBean all stars. Next in line, this is going to be the guy. This is going to be the guy, and it's just never been the guy. And. Not that the Dayan Jovalich experiment is over, because when he came over, he had you know young player of the year plaudits and golden boots from from leagues that he was coming from. Golden so balls. So you had the hope there. Golden Hold, balls. G- it was golden. Careful, balls. careful. Yeah. careful. Uh-huh. You know, first you yes. call me a dick, then we're talking about my golden, golden balls here. Balls. Yes. Uh, but but, <laughs> but you thought maybe Dejan could be the guy. But it almost feels like Billy Sharp fits more of that mold. Over the course of a career, just proven, just knows how to score goals. It almost feels, even though that's not necessarily the star power of a Chicharito, a Slatan, a Robbie Keane, it almost feels like that fits more of the mold than someone like a, a Dayan or a Preston Judd or you know someone in that mold who was always going to be the next guy. It just seems like whatever blueprint that is, a timeless you know, structure that works for the galaxy is getting a proven goal scorer and plugging them in. It doesn't seem like we're, we're the project team no. where we're going to, we're going to develop a striker. It just doesn't seem like that's, that's in our wheelhouse.
0: That's why like, if you're a striker in the Academy, it's sort of like, Oh, that's fun. Good for you. Yeah. Maybe, maybe the galaxy will trade you for something because you're never going to yeah. play. It's not going to happen. And, and, that's good and bad and everything else yeah. in between, but it is what it is. And I think it's it's fairly obvious. Uh, if we look at uh, the team of the match day, Ricky Puj gets, uh, gets his rightful place there. Um, you know, uh, I think Tyler Boyd could have earned a place on here as well. Tyler Boyd has been just so solid. Uh, you want to talk about like player of the month for August? Tyler Boyd could be there if yeah. they would have played more than two games in August. Um, <laughs>
2: Undefeated in August.
0: Undefeated in no, August. No That's draws. Right.
2: Oh, no draws in August either.
0: Hold on. Here we go. There it is. Ah, the two wins All greens, baby 3.0 average right there. And still just a 1.17 whenever all of a sudden done still in 13th place. I think that's the name of this podcast still in (laughs) 13th 13th place. Still
2: in 13th place. Um, sisyphus just keep pushing that rock is, yeah. right, is that sisyphus did i say that right
0: i don't know i don't i know that there is something that is about that and I, if you said it i would believe you because i know that there is something that i just don't know what it is
2: yeah well i also know if you if you take the wrong person home at three thirty, you can get a case of sisyphus and then you have to get antibiotics for that's that that's what so i heard that's again, what gotta I heard. be careful
0: yeah that's right and and you know you, and you can't drink alcohol with your antibiotics there's just so many rules uh if we go look uh, at the LA time. Galaxy. Uh, Technically speaking, Eric, in the last four games, they've had three games where they scored three goals or more. Um, And so that's something that is sort of changed around a little bit. Uh, Still a minus eight in terms of goal differential. Uh, So, yeah, not great, Bob, as they say, Uh, but but slowly starting to get better. Again, the point percentage that I keep watching is getting better. Fifty eight point three percent now of a point or better whenever they play a game. That means in almost 60 percent of their games that they played so far, Eric, they've gotten a point or better. That's kind of stupid. Whenever you realize how bad they were at the beginning of this year, right? Yeah, uh, seven, ten, and seven now. They have a th- almost thirty percent winning percentage, which is low. Um, but the draws that they've gotten in there as well, fifty eight point three percent, sort of draws, sort of draws that up. What do you know? Um, hey, there you
2: go. well done.
0: Uh, home points, or excuse me, away points. A little interesting. Went from uh, eight to uh, eleven, and, and so that's actually really. good. If you go and look at some of the other years and some of the really bad years they had, the eleven is is on par with some of those bad years. But you're yeah. starting to see them climb above the the bad team moniker, right? Like it's again in thirteenth place, they're starting to climb above sort of like these really like historical bad um, um, well,
2: monikers. It- yeah, it's fitting into that narrative that we were saying. There's no way this team is as bad as the results show. And I think you you keep mentioning it. They're climbing out of it. If it's maybe they're not going to be a record breaking team, you know, scoring the most goals, one of the best Galaxy teams ever. But this team doesn't deserve to be mentioned with you know some of those worst 2020, 2017 LA Galaxy. It feels like the players on this team. Don't belong in that conversation. Yeah. The results panned out that way. The results panned out the way. There's nothing you can do. But it, you just look at this roster and the way they play. It just doesn't. The vibes don't match that this team fits in that category.
0: Uh, through 24 games the LA, LA Galaxy at 28 points. Uh, last year at this time, surprisingly enough, Eric, last year at this time, they had 33 <laughs> points. Just five points better. Then we're, by the way, those five points will be enough to keep them in the playoffs right now. Yeah, right. So It'd be in the mix. So that's what 2022 is in 2021. They had 38 points. So uh, a full 10 points better in 2021. To keep that in mind. The other crazy thing that always pops up whenever this happened During COVID year, the LA Galaxy would have already been done playing according to the number of games. I think they only played, what is it, 22, 23 games? Um, That sounds right. It it disappeared off my chart, so that's how I always remember that it's there. Uh, The worst years, 2017, had 23 points at this time. 2007, had 21 points at this time, right? So you're seeing them, again, slowly climb out of this. It's such a deep, dark hole that they were pulling themselves out of that. I'm not even saying they can see light at the top of the hole yet, but maybe just maybe they can see their hand in front of their face for the first time in yeah. in, in almost, uh, you know, 20 something games. Yeah. Um, they're
2: not touching the, the the floor. That's the good news.
0: Yeah, I- exactly. Uh, 1.17 now higher than 2020 and higher than 2017 and higher than 2008, higher than 2007. Right. So again, not, not the worst in the world we're watching. <laughs> Very slowly, we talked about the eight uh, eight goals on the goal differential. Um, the 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 important thing to sort of look at that now is the projected. So the LA Galaxy projected to allow fifty five point three goals, which is within sort of the area that they have been forty three point nine in terms of scoring, a little lower than they have been. Uh, and then my favorite stat, of course, is the longest single street season win streak per year. Uh, LA Galaxy under Greg Vanny two two and two, and that's it. That's it. You, you only get two. <laughs> Yeah, um, he
2: doesn't know how to count by threes. got to figure that out, Greg Benny.
0: I asked uh, Raheem about that. I was sort of like, yeah, he, he he sort of shook his head. I, I should ask Greg about it. How come under you yeah. they haven't won three in a row, right? And just been like, yeah, that's not a good, that's not a good stat. Yeah.
2: That's a, why are you the way you are? <laughs> yeah, right. Question, yeah.
0: <laughs> right. Uh, and if you look at the last cluster of games, we talk about scoring first in the LA Galaxy, get the results, look at all the red that's in there. And now look at all the yep. green that's down here. Um, so the, the LA galaxy slowly getting those results as, as we see Uh big weekend coming up in terms of games that are going to be played. There's your schedule. If you're looking for it, go on the MLS website. Uh, the big one, everybody of course is going to watch on Sunday at 7 PM, which is LAFC and Miami. Everybody was yeah. talking that, you know, LAFC is really not in a position to make any money off that game because those seats are already sold. Like it was already basically a sellout. Yeah. So the only thing that's happening is the resale market is kicking up, but it's, you know, I yeah,
2: don't. Pe- I, I, yeah, yeah. People are, are paying for their their Christmas presents for their families and, and paying off their surgeries. That's that's what's happening here. I, I have seen some season uh, ticket letters go out to some members, <laughs> mentioning the particularly with the East Coast teams or the you know Eastern Conference teams, saying that you know the intra Miami game will be included in your package or whatever. So just the fact that that may not have been, a, or that may have been a thought that it wasn't going to be included in your package for next season is going to be interesting how, how clubs handle this, where, you know, where the the messy game is just a different, it's a different circus altogether where it's not going to be part of the season and they're just going to capitalize and cash the checks on it. So I think the big question with, comp, you know, being in the same market, competing for the audience, you know, is the Galaxy attendance going to be something that takes a hit because more people are going to be interested yeah, in going across town. And I I just from my experience being in Southern California, there's a lot of teams in Southern California, a lot of options every single weekend. Uh college football is starting back up, uh, NFL is starting back up. I think twenty two thousand if that's gonna be sold out. And Phil, I don't think this is Taylor Swift where people are gonna be sitting outside the stadium singing along to Messi songs. Like <laughs> you're either gonna be in the stadium or if you're not. There's plenty of of people. There's a big enough population where the people who were going to support the galaxy, I don't, I don't find that there's going to be a lot of crossover of people who I, man, I was going to go to the galaxy game, but now I'm going to go to this, you know, spend $700 on the Messi game. I almost feel like it'd be the opposite. If I'm a casual, I'm not paying, you know, $500, $600 to go watch Messi. Maybe I'll pay, you know, for 20 bucks, I'll go check out the other team in town if, if I'm a casual and that's how I'm looking at things. So that All that to say, we're going to want, look at the game and there's going to be 14,000 people there on Saturday. <laughs> Who knows how it's actually going to pan out. But I just think L.A. is so big with so many options all the time that I, I don't think this game in particular with Messi playing there is going to take away uh, from the L.A. Galaxy. I think if it was going to be a low attendance, it was going to be a low attendance anyway. I don't think... Uh, there's going to be a, a necessarily a direct correlation
0: well you can do both there's a saturday and a sunday so saturday is the galaxy and sunday you know if you if that although if you're spending 700 dollars well I would you anyway
2: where did those people i feel like those people went away the people who were fans of both teams these are they, that or they just don't say it out loud anymore
0: well the galaxy have been so horrible that i'm i imagine that they just sort of were like i'm just <laughs> gonna, dropped off they're, yeah they're like moving over here they're like no i'm i'm good this is where this is where i've been the whole time i don't know what oh and then and then whenever the galaxy get good again and oh wait, wait no i'm gonna go over yeah. here i'm i'm You're this the is Homer where i've Simpson, been. yeah out yeah. of the bushes yeah that's right i've been here the whole time um so uh so yeah that that sort of setting in uh look at standings real quick so we you know understand Cincinnati chasing the all-time points record right now, 57 points, and they're on a tear. Stay out of the way. Uh, Interesting to watch them sort of battle uh, the rest of the Eastern Conference. The Eastern Conference has some good teams. Remember how we sort of said the Galaxy, uh, one of the hottest teams in the Western Conference, and blah, 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 all this stuff? Really what that says to me is, one, yes, the Galaxy have been playing well, and two, uh, the Western Conference is still a mess, right? Like, outside of St. Louis right now, outside of probably LAFC, everything else is like, okay. Like, you can't tell me the LA Galaxy couldn't beat Seattle, Houston, Vancouver, Real Salt Lake, Minnesota, San Jose, Dallas. Well, it's like anybody, anybody,
2: anybody on that, anybody on that. There's not one team that, you know, I, I think you look at the Eastern Conference, you look, well, Cincinnati. I don't know that I'd, I'd, I'd pick them if I had to challenge someone to a duel or enter Miami, given, you right. know, the new addition that they have. Maybe those teams, if I'm being honest, you know, give me pause. But looking on that Western Conference, I don't know that there's, you know, a team that, you know, even St. Louis, as good as they've looked. When the Galaxy played them, they they matched up well against them. They did. Um, so so I, I I I'm with you that this doesn't seem, uh, you know, like there's a team that that can scare them. And if they do manage to sneak into the playoffs that you know that anything could happen at that point which is a different song that I was singing uh when I was ready to throw everything away for 2024. Yep. Uh, I want to shout out Gary in the chat for also mentioning Mexico fans will show up for Hector Carrera, Herrera. So I, I do that is a draw. Yeah. I, when Ch- Chicharito played his you know first few games there was a noticeable bump in the stands and I think Herrera has enough of a pull with the Mexican fan base to, to bring more people out than usual. So that wouldn't surprise me. So good shout from Gary there.
0: Yeah, by the way, Patrick said Salt Lake is scary. They were. Every, I mean everybody was like, oh, RSL, top team, here they come. And that, listen, I'm not saying they won't, but going up to Portland and and losing that game against a Portland team that, by the way, is just in pieces right now, which is good because I think the Galaxy play them. So uh, we'll look at the schedule here as, as we go. But it just... There, There's something happened and all it takes is, you know, a little break, a little thing here or there. And all of a sudden momentum's not with you anymore, which it could happen to the L.A. Galaxy as yeah. well. Right. So uh, keep that in mind. Here's your September. Uh, obviously, this is my wife's birthday month. So obviously there would be more home games than any other time. And I'll get yelled at for going to every it's single really one of those. Yeah. Uh, L.A. Galaxy in Houston Saturday, L.A. Galaxy in St. Louis. We were just talking about them. Ready to watch that game. Excited to see it. I think the Galaxy could match up really well. Uh, against uh, St. Louis. You have LAFC and LA Galaxy. Four games in the LA area coming up for LA. The only away game is technically at LAFC, away in quotation marks. Galaxy will sleep in their own bed or they'll sleep in a hotel um, because sometimes they like do that for for away games before uh, a game. Uh, LA Galaxy versus Minnesota. That's your uh, your last home game, or excuse me, your second to last home game of the month. That's going to be a really interesting one. I think Minnesota is a is a very complex team. The LA Galaxy will go at Austin, um, so that's going to be uh, again Austin is struggling mightily. Uh, Diego Fagundez mm-hmm. going back to the team that he played for, so that's going to be a nice little interesting twist to everything. Uh, and then the LA Galaxy, by the way, Diego Fagundez absolutely starts that game nine twenty four. He's starting because. Oh. Cause he was a
2: million percent. And yeah. I think he gets a good reception because yeah. it seemed like he was beloved there.
0: Yeah. But, but the bottom line is he'll have a chip on his shoulder because he can't yeah. believe that he got traded. So that's going to yeah. be fun. Right. So then, uh, and then they close out the month with Portland. There it is. LA galaxy hosting Portland. Right. So that's the, uh, that's the six games. And then the four games remaining away to Seattle, away to Minnesota, tough games, both of those home to RSL home to Dallas. That is the rest of it. This is it. Two months, last two months of the season. L.A. Galaxy getting ready to wrap it up. It feels like it just started and now you have 10 games remaining in the season. Also, it feels like the Galaxy were off for a year in the month of August. But
2: um. <laughs> yeah, that League's Cup break did did not do us any favors. It makes it makes looking at those stats it very it makes us look at it with a side eye because it's like, wait, this is not the same team. This, no. this is the team that flamed out a League's Cup. Yeah, that felt like too long of a break, but you saw the schedule in September. It, get, it gets pretty nasty. This is it. This is the home stretch. I always think of remember kevin and bean when they were uh, talking about right. michael jackson's last tour mm-hmm. this is it this is it this is it you yeah. just kept repeating it over and over this is times. it.
0: this is it uh <laughs> la galaxy versus houston dynamo uh all that i thought of whenever i said oh houston's coming to town again is the uh, <laughs> yep. is the game with the flashlight where the power went out do you
2: remember that Oh, yeah, I do remember that one. That was a Western Conference final.
0: Yeah, it was a Western Western. Conference. Power power went out and Houston complained. And I think I'm pretty sure the next time they played Houston, like the flashlights were a giveaway or something that lit up was a giveaway (laughs) because I was like, oh, they're scared of the dark. Um, I remember that. So L.A. Galaxy uh, hosting the Houston Dynamo uh, Saturday, September 2nd, 730 p.m. Your kickoff is 739 p.m. Listen up. Apple TV free. This is a free game. You get to watch it. It's there for you. Please go and get it. Is, no people
2: complaint. are still complaining about it, right? You in know, August, you, in you, the year of our Lord, 2023, there's no way. Do you know
0: when they stopped complaining when Lionel Messi showed up?
2: <laughs> that's that's interesting how that works, right?
0: I just want to say, I'm like, what'd you do? Finally decided to cave and now you're you watching the game? Yeah, I pulled the trigger. Yeah. yeah, I haven't heard anything. Um so yeah uh, as it goes uh, LA Galaxy 16 wins 10 draws uh, 14 losses to the Houston Dynamo uh, last game uh, earlier this year 3-0 win for Houston uh, you go back to last October LA Galaxy 3-1 winners uh, there's a lot of interesting little tidbits about this game that are just like weird uh, the Dynamo have avoided defeat in 10 of their last 13 meetings with the Galaxy uh, dating back to 2017 and whenever Houston has scored at least 3 goals in all the 5 wins uh, over LA in that time so every time Houston wins They score three goals. Uh.
2: That's such a weird specific stat. And it's funny. You mentioned the lights out game. I just think of those decision days, you know, of flaming out in the playoffs. That's that to me is I I have a, uh, uh, you know, a a portrait or a picture of uh, MLS cup winning over Houston Dynamo. But for some reason, the memory when I think of Houston Dynamo is decision day and flaming out. So that that's why I mentioned, you know, Houston coming uh, to Dignity Health Sports Park, what, what what can go wrong? So it's so it's so weird some of those those teams the way it works out.
0: Uh, Galaxy have won their last. two. This is a better three game winning streak story than my three game winning streak story. Uh, the Galaxy have won their last two games and ha- and have not had a three game winning streak across all competitions since a four game run in twenty twenty. LA is joined by FC Dallas and Toronto FC is the only teams without a three game winning streak in all competitions over the last three seasons. That's nice, that's fun. <laughs>
2: That's, Thanks. Uh, that's, Thanks, MLS Stats, yeah.
0: for that one. Uh, Houston has won four consecutive matches in all competitions for the second time this season. Look, like Galaxy can't even win three. And Houston's done four twice. Um, <laughs> also in June, the first time the Dynamo had multiple four-game winning streaks in a single season. Prior to this year, Houston hadn't won four straight matches since its last five-game winning uh, run in July and August of 2012. All right, so there's that one. Uh, These
2: last two are the most important to me. Yeah,
0: Ricky Puj and Tyler Boyd have each scored in their last three regular season home matches for the Galaxy. The first pair of teammates to do so for L.A. since Zlatan Ibrahimovic and Uriel Antuna in 2019. No pair of L.A. Galaxy teammates have each scored in four successive home league games. Uh, Corey Baird has scored in three straight MLS matches for the first time. You go to watch Baird at the top of the, the formation for Houston. Uh, Baird's six goals this season are his most since scoring eight times in 2018, his first mls season so that's there. uh big super chat from uh executive producer herb we've been missing Herb; he hasn't been around for a little while
2: i was gonna say we missed you herb
0: yeah he says uh hey josh a hammer haven't been able to make a a live show in a while viewers listeners hit the like button see executive producer herb doing the
2: producing He's he's producing his thing. Hit that like button. That's why we love you, Herb. Appreciate you seeing seeing you back in here.
0: Thank you, Herb. Uh, Always nice to see you. Uh, Yeah. When you look at Houston, they they got some good players. Hector Herrera is in there. Corey Baird is scoring like crazy. Um, Listen, I'm going to tell you right now counterattacking team this I mean the the epitome of a counterattacking team yeah um and and if you saw them beat uh Columbus Columbus had all of the possession uh and and Houston was like now we're good we'll just score two goals and then we'll shut you out uh so very uh very competent team right now and I almost forgot that Ben Olsen was their manager um and Ben Olsen is such a counterattacking coach that it it makes sense to me as well but he's got them believing in themselves yeah. like like Benny always gets them you know figured out it's-
2: it's funny. He he feels like that level of MLS manager where he's not going to get you to the tippy top, but he's gonna he's gonna put together some runs. I Feel like he had some really good moments, uh, you know, when he was coaching DC, and that's obviously aside from his playing career. But it, this is the two teams. It's Ricky and and Tyler, you know, Boyd, who have been on a tear, and then Corey Baird, who's been on a tear, and then Karaskia is someone he kind of had a a gold cup that put him on the map of a lot of uh, you know seeking a lot of interest. From teams overseas, so I think he's another player that you need to watch out for. And maybe there's a Dan Stairs sighting. You know, he was subbed on super late in the game and scored a goal. Uh, but, but he, Last, yeah, yeah. So I think he scored we're, last we're weekend.
0: He's, he scored a goal. I was I was sitting at the game. And I'm like, and uh, I was next to Mr. Kevin Baxter. I'm like, hey, Stairs just scored a goal. He's like, yeah, of course. Well, yeah, why not? So he,
2: Talking about players coming back home with a chip on their shoulder. Yep. You know, <laughs> every time I, I wouldn't be. Sh- I, I don't know if he starts because I, I don't know the Houston's going to mess up whatever streak they have going. But yeah, maybe maybe we see him. Maybe there's a little mental, some mental mind games going on there. Mental mind games. That's the thing, right?
0: Yeah, it is. Exactly. That's exactly <laughs> what it is. What what other kind of mind games are you going to have? Yeah, they have you, to be. You mental. just say mind games. I don't know. No, no mental they, mind they're mental mind, mind games. games. You yeah. want to play those mental mind games. I guess you could play physical mind games, but that would be like you cut somebody's head open and it would be like operation. Beep. Yeah me. I'm trying to do the buzzer. I can't do it. Um,
2: <laughs> it was more of a eh. yeah, yeah that's, exactly. That's, operation.
0: that's that's what it was. It was always yeah, I know with
2: your voice. Uh, you, you couldn't do it. But no. it just felt like, yeah, the, the department of redundancy department. Right yes. there When I said it. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Look at this passing chart. This is what I'm talking about. Whenever I said a counterattacking team, this is obviously average positions when you see it. But the bottom line is that they like to get out and up on the sides and find players in the middle like Corey Baird to finish stuff off. That is their M.O. That's how they're going to play. I'll tell you the galaxy actually handle counterattacking teams pretty well. So I would imagine that Houston might be playing into the LA galaxy's hand. But having said that San Jose was a counterattacking team and they scored two goals in 90 well, seconds, right?
2: All, all, all it takes is mistakes. The galaxy are also a team that are susceptible to mistakes. And so are you going to tell me that the galaxy are going to play a mistake free game? I don't know. I don't know that uh, you're, you're, you're buying that if I'm selling that to you.
0: Yeah, I, I, I don't think, uh, I don't think I would, Well, let's go to um the predictions. Now, Five thirty eight is dot is dead. We salute yeah. we salute you.
2: I, w- I want to give a shout out to Attack on football football uh, on Twitter. He said, Why are you guys still pulling five thirty eight? So I'm gonna self-report. I didn't realize that they'd stopped updating their website. Hadn't been updated since June twelfth. And I didn't uh, so, I
0: didn't care. That was the other yeah. part. I didn't care. So I was like, oh whatever.
2: So I, want, I didn't notice that. So every, all of their percentages were done for the season, but it hadn't been updated with all the galaxy injuries. So we're we're gonna we're gonna say goodbye, R.I.P. five thirty eight. But Inter ratings d ratings.com uh, they have a ratings methodology that uses the you know uh, out- scores and uh, score differential then they have the weight of the opponent's games which is obviously important strength the schedule and then they factor in Vegas odds so it's just something that I was kind of doing and naturally when we bring in bovada and all these other things but D ratings actually already factors that into all their percentages to make it work so right. and I, th- we actually ended up finding a better 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 website and a better project for this so according to uh, dratings.com
0: can we stop for a second
2: (laughs) that feels like they're getting a d rating right is that where you're going with it i wasn't i
0: was going somewhere else with it oh i was was, yeah i was going way over the head i was just like wow (laughs) that's interesting i didn't like i would imagine i figured that you would have found that website like in two thousand and four, like I, am I hot or not dot com, hot or not dot com. Don't, don't I was going to tell one. myself. Yeah.
2: Did you did you do rate my poo dot com? No, that was another good one. No, I didn't. But there you go. It uh, anyway, says continue. more about me, but you know, yeah, I, I'm I'm not afraid to throw that out there. Okay. Yep. Go ahead. Continue. <laughs> Moving on. Again, rate my poo dot com. Try it out. I bet you it's still live. Uh, L.A. Galaxy with a forty six point three percent chance to win. Houston with a twenty seven point seven percent chance, and then a draw with a twenty six percent Chance so you um, I, I feel like that's a little bit more adjusted than what it was. The Galaxy are still favored because they're at home because they're on a bit of a streak, but it's not it's not an overwhelming percentage. I wouldn't be shocked uh, if Houston's able to you know sneak out a draw here again. If you add those draws and uh, the draw and the Houston win percentage, and that ends up being more than a 50-50 chance. So again, you can lean in that direction uh, if you're feeling it. So then you throw in the Vegas lines. The Houston is at plus 275, okay. the Galaxy at minus 110. So Vegas likes the Galaxy here, right. uh, but plus 280 for a draw. So if you want to make some money, if you're feeling like a draw, I feel like that that might be the move. So that's yeah. where we're at. Good percentages for the LA Galaxy, their favorite here. But again, you got to be real wary of Houston with how hot they're coming in.
0: Mm, this is another wacky game. There's no way there's. this is not a wacky game. One- We don't know the status of Ricky Pouge and Douglas Costa. Greg Vanny's scheduled for a media availability on Friday, uh, so we'll get an update from that. Uh, Follow along on Twitter, and I'll try to give you what he says about injuries and and all that fun stuff. So we don't know that. Um, We know Houston's coming in. The the trip from Houston isn't a, like, tremendously long one, so it's not one where I'm like, oh, it's... it's 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 longer than you think it is. So it, you know, there's a
1: little bit of something. <laughs> Texas there, right? is big. Texas I can that, can is.
0: confirm. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, um, so it's just this is a tricky one. The bottom line is the fact that it's the third game in a week, and the LA Galaxy is going for their third win in a week. Right, a Sunday, Wednesday, Saturday. Yeah. Um, you know, a real good chance for for the Galaxy to to get the points that they need here. We talked about. And, and I said it earlier, I said the Galaxy have already done their job really for this week. So the six points was really what was important um, because you you gave yourself a little bit of leeway whenever you win away games, right? Because you, yeah. you know you have to win all the home brave. games. Yeah, yeah. yeah so there's, there's a little extra there. Um, so we'll, we'll see. I, I just... To me, Houston's riding high. The Galaxy are riding high. It's going to depend on who's playing and who shows up, right? Because yeah. if the Galaxy don't... Give. If yeah. Costa and Pooj don't start, I, I feel like it's an uphill battle. But I'm not saying the Galaxy can't play without them. Um, it's just more difficult, obviously, whenever yeah. you're talking about Ricky Pooj, who's one of the top players in the league right now. So, um, yeah, we'll see. We'll. I think watching the injury report on Friday is really going to tell you. Uh, for me, I think... Uh, God, the draw, it's screaming draw, isn't yeah. it? Like
2: that's where, that's where I'm landing. If we're doing guaranteed to be wrong predictions, yes. I, I can't, I just can't, and this is where maybe it's a good thing we're guaranteed to be wrong. I can't predict Vanny three in a row until I see him do three in a row. And so I I just, I don't see it happening against Houston. If we were playing someone else, if we had that RSL game, you know, or or, or some other team, but it just feels like Houston is not the team that you want to come up against right now. And I just feel like this, this is going to be a draw. I feel like two-two is going to be where we land with this game.
0: <sighs> I think the galaxy win the game two-one. It's right. going to be so I like stupid. It. I like it. Yeah, you like it. I was right there with you. I was going to say that. That's <laughs> what a two-two thing. Five-zero. You know, yeah, whatever. Um, it just, it's just, it's a weird game. I really don't like it. I told, I, I think I said it on on Monday. I said the galaxy should not be afraid of San Jose going up to San Jose totally different feeling coming back home to this Houston game. This feels like more on the edge. Maybe it's that you have nothing to lose in San Jose cuz really you're supposed to lose away games and if you win it, you do such your stuff. Listen, if the Galaxy end up beating Houston, they've already gone. We said that they, what do they need to win six games, seven games. They basically have they're 50 halfway per- there. Yeah, they're halfway yeah. there in the first, you know, three games of the of the restart. Um, so they can do a lot for themselves with a win. A win really does pull them right there. I mean, you have yeah, to imagine things are be gonna massive. Uh, yeah, it w- it would be it would be really huge. So uh, we'll see about that. By the way, Bob five dollar super chat contribution to the post COG Del Taco part. Man, I do want some Delta. I didn't get to eat before the show, so I'm hungry.
2: Yeah, <sighs> shout out to yeah Mike Gray also throwing out chicken soft tacos, which someone mentioned this. I don't know if anyone likes Halal Guys, but someone said Halal Guys is basically del taco chicken soft taco on top of rice and now i can't i can't untaste it once someone pointed that out so i, I just had finish. that
0: was that was why we ended the show on monday my halal guys was being delivered and i'm like we're done I'm, i want to go you know, eat
2: yeah i like halal guys i see the similarities there yeah with the white sauce very good
0: uh gary five dollars to chat you guys rock thank you no appreciate you me. gary thank you gary appreciate it bob as well appreciate you um, big shout
2: out to bob Yep. That 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 four ninety nine is going to go for some crinkle cut fries uh, at Del Taco. That, Those are the best, right? guess, the magic fries with the sour the sour cream. Yeah, wait, that's, wait. that's the way to go.
0: Do you have you had halal guys
2: fries? Crinkle oh, cut. I have not. Crinkle but I cut. Imagined crinkle cut. It, are, there are. Now I'm starting to wonder. Are they the same restaurant? I, maybe it's the same owner. Yeah, we're onto something. We <sighs> just cracked the code here.
0: Man, it's crazy. All right, we we need to do some investigating. All right. Uh, that's where we said LA Galaxy versus uh, San Jose Earth or San Jose Earthquakes. I clicked the wrong button. We won that one, guys. That Congratulations. One's over. Good job. We did it, Joe. Uh, <clears throat> uh, LA Galaxy versus Houston Dynamo. Don't say that to me. You know, I love that it's one too, soon. too much. Too soon. It's, <laughs> uh, I can't handle it. Uh, LA Galaxy, Houston Dynamo, 730 p.m., 739 p.m. is your kickoff. Again, free on Apple TV. See you at the stadium there. A lot of fun things. I think there's is there fireworks? I think I saw somewhere there's fireworks. I read I should just read the email, but I'm not I was gonna going to say deep.
2: unfortunately I'm so far removed <laughs> from from the season ticket emails and game updates it makes me a little bit sad. But yeah, I probably should know. But yeah. Yeah. I
0: don't. Okay, well, that's fine. <laughs> that's good. That's. This is a really good podcast. I have no idea. Go look it up yourself. Um, what do we do?
2: We, we cover the team, right? We're giving people information. Is that what we're supposed to be doing? Yeah,
0: right. That's. A, that's. A, I don't know. Somebody should probably email us those things. Oh, wait. I probably have an email with all that information <laughs> in it. They
2: probably asked you to say something. Yeah.
0: They probably did uh, as it goes. So anyway, head out to the stadium. We'll see you there. Uh, hopefully, everybody has a great time. Uh, anything else, Eric? You good?
2: No, I think we're good.
0: All right. Let's go ahead and uh, wrap it up. Tell people where they can find you. Let's go.
2: All right. As always, you can find me on everything at HammerEV9. That's Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and threads. That's HammerEV and the number nine.
0: All right. Uh, Mike Gray telling us fireworks is RSL. So maybe that's what it is. I could have sworn I saw fireworks somewhere. Anyway. Uh, that's what you got coming up a, a big one if you're looking for me on twitter at jgessman at galaxypodcast at threads at galaxypodcast head on over to of the you may have noticed there's actually an article up there because I was feeling saucy this morning so go check it out yeah I know haven't written a lot of stuff so uh, very happy to uh, to do it alright uh, I think that about does it LA Galaxy use of dynamo coming up on Saturday night hopefully we see everybody there if not have a great weekend have a safe and healthy Labor Day weekend alright come back and see us on a Monday night We'll be happy to see you there. All right? All right. For Mr. Eric, the Portuguese Hammer viewer, I'm Josh Patrick gessman You've been listening. You've been watching to Corner of the Galaxy on
1: cornerofthegalaxy.com. Have a great one, everybody. You've been listening to the Corner of the Galaxy podcast on cornerofthegalaxy.com. You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Galaxy Podcast. And be sure to check out and subscribe to iTunes, Stitcher, and Facebook by searching for Corner of the Galaxy